0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. I'm your host Amanda Cook and I'm coming to you again from rainy Hong Kong. Last week in the last episode I was in Bangkok, I think I mentioned in the episode. I was at a really amazing conference with over 250 location independent online entrepreneurs and it was so inspiring to be around these people. But you know, anytime you go to an event like this, there's people at all different levels of business, right? So you, I tend to be on this a little bit of like an emotional roller coaster during these types of events. Sometimes it's like total euphoria. I'm like, this is amazing. But then you hit those moments where you talk to somebody or you see a presenter and you get down on yourself and you just start to think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so far behind. I'm not where I want to be. They're so much bigger than I am. Their marketing's so much better or their technology's so cool or they've created this really neat thing. And I have to admit that happened to me during the conference one time, which is just crazy. And you know, I tell myself, this is crazy. This is like some weird ego thing going on right now, but I've learned how to fix it. I fix it with one of my go-to remedies, which is salt water fixes everything. So when I hit that moment during the conference where I could tell that I was getting triggered and I just needed to go hit the reset button so I could be like on my game to really be presenting my best self at the conference and authentically connecting with people, I went back to my room in this fabulous hotel where the conference was. And they had huge, deep bathtubs. So I poured a really hot bath and filled it with salt, some sea salts and some essential oils. And I just soaked. And I have to say that for some reason, whether it's going in a salty bath or in the ocean, salt water or, or honestly even crying tears sometimes, right? That that just hits the reset button for me. So yeah, there's my life hack for the week is if you start to feel overwhelmed, get yourself to some salt water and soak in it because for me, it just seems to fix things. But after that little moment during the week, the rest of it was so incredibly awesome. And I'm feeling much more focused and on track for the rest of the year. So in this week's episode, I'm bringing you a conversation that I had with one of the other attendees and actually one of the presenters at this conference I was at. I'm speaking with Michael Smith, who is an intuitive business coach, as well as doing so much more. And I went to Michael's workshop on using intuition in your business. So he uses intuition and teaches people how to use intuition for planning your business, for making difficult decisions, for hiring, for attracting the perfect clients. It's a really cool approach that I feel like takes the pressure off the sense of having to make the right decision because you can just tune into your intuition and use that as a data point to tell you which direction to go. So during one of the breaks at the conference, I sat down with Michael and we recorded this conversation about how you can really use intuition to guide your business as well. Okay, so I know now you're super anxious to start to learn how you can use intuition in your business. So let's switch over to my conversation that I had with Michael Smith about business intuition. So, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me because we're here in Bangkok at this conference. And you hosted a wonderful meetup a couple of days ago about using intuition in your business. And I just knew that my audience would love to hear more about this. So I'm excited to have you here.
1: I'm excited to be here, Amanda. And it's really good to talk about business intuition and how we can increase that so we can run our businesses with less stress and take less time, but get even more results.
0: So give us some examples of how you use intuition in your own business.
1: I use it when I'm working on attracting new clients to my business. I look at what is my ideal client and I write that down. You know, where, how old are they? What kind of person are they? Do they pay on time, for example? Are they, do they appreciate my work? And then I do ask myself, what would it take to get to the person? So what would it take to attract my ideal client to my business? And then I listen to my own inner guidance to get inspired actions to take, to attract that person.
0: Awesome. Okay. So there's several things in there I want to pick up on. So first of all, you have this lovely question of what would it take? And this has been coming up quite a bit throughout our conference so far. And you kind of, you know, we even say, oh, to ask Michael's question, what would it take? So before we get back to the finding clients, can you just talk a little bit about the power in that question? Because it's so simple.
1: It is powerful because instead of focusing on the problem and worrying about it, instead, you are now focusing your brain on finding solutions. And it's sort of like putting something into Google and Google goes off and searches. If you ask your brain a question, it starts searching for the answer, even if it doesn't know it right now. So you say, if you ask, what will it take to attract ideal clients or what will it take to add 10% to my income this year, immediately you start thinking of things that will solve that. Now, on a spiritual level, what will it take also clears anything that's in the way of you getting what you want? So it's a clearing question as well.
0: Okay. So like if I'm a health coach out there listening and I'm feeling really frustrated because I don't have enough clients and I really want to find a new client. And so I, you were saying you would just ask, you'd get quiet and really like tune in and then just be like, what would it take for me to find my ideal client?
1: You could ask, what would it take to find my ideal client, having got clear what your ideal client was? Because maybe part of your problem is n- you're not clear what your ideal I think client is. That
0: is a huge problem that I see all the time.
1: Yeah, particularly if you're attracting people who only stay for a few sessions or they're just a pain to deal with or you don't have enough money, that would suggest to me that they're probably not ideal for you. So, clarity, it, you know, when you both on the practical level and on the spiritual level, if you're not clear what you want, how can you expect the universe or other people to give it to you?
0: I'm sitting here nodding, everyone. You can imagine like that. That is so true. And But you know what I find is so many Wellpreneurs that I talk to, when I say, what do you want? They don't actually know. We don't know. What
1: so we then want. you could say, what would it take for me to know what I want? To get clear on, because probably you have some resistance to having this wellness business. And it's possible that you have had experiences either in the past in this lifetime, or you've had past lifetimes where being in a wellness business was a route to torture and pain. So that would tend to make you not want to be clear about what you need to do to grow your business. Mm -hmm. You're trying to, on a subconscious level, you're probably trying to hide your business
0: completely counter, I mean, counterproductive to what we're trying to achieve then when you're doing that and you're sabotaging yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think we've all seen that in our businesses that, you know, we take two steps forward and one step back because there's part of us either from our own childhood or from a past life that is afraid that like there's something dangerous about having this business and getting it to grow. I mean, just to be explicit here, you know, there was a whole genocide of wellness people mm-hmm. a few hundred years ago. If you were like preparing herbal remedies in a little village and then the witch hunter came around and collected people to be tortured and killed, maybe it was better not promote your herbs and, mm-hmm. and healing paths. So that is That's still right. in the consciousness. And, you know, even in uh, when we go to school, you know, it's not like being a wellness practitioner is encouraged in high school. I don't remember the career counselors saying, oh yeah, why don't you go off and be a yoga instructor? (laughs) So I think there is resistance there, whether it's in our consciousness or not, or even our parents may or may not directly encourage, you know, they're like, oh, why don't you get a steady job at a company?
0: So what are some of these when you come across these blocks? I mean, okay, so just to, I'm trying to sort out my thoughts here because there's so much like one, when you use your intuition, it's, it's the truth. And in a way that can be scary because that's the thing you have to, if you're really listening to your intuition, you're like, that's what I need to do, right? Mm-hmm. And then you might not want to face that. And, and so you're starting to hit these blocks and these fears. And so what are some of the tools that you use to clear those or where can people start to look for
1: guidance So the, on the number one tool I use, and if you don't get anything else out of this interview than this, is connect to the light, which probably you already know how to do. You just take your consciousness up a few thousand miles, bring the energy down through your head, through your throat, through your chest, your tummy, your legs, go down through to the center of the earth, feel the power of Mother Love there, Mother Earth, and her support and total acceptance and understanding of you, and bring that up through your feet, your tummy, your heart, your head. So now you have light coming from below and from above at the same time, and expand your heart out as big as the room, the city the country as big as the solar system across the universe
0: and then when you do connect to the light then that helps you get more in tune with your intuition
1: that helps you connect so when you connect with your intuition you may you can connect to different levels of truth you really want to connect with the universal truth but if you have if your energy is smaller you're going to be connecting more with your ego so, And that's where a lot of people run into issues with their intuition because they ask, is this really my intuition or is this my ego talking or is it someone else talking? Also, many people in the wellness sector are very intuitive, and very sensitive to other people's energy. And that's why we're able to help heal people. But on the other hand, if we're around too, people too much, we pick up what they want instead of what we want, mm. which is another reason why it's difficult to say what I want in my business. So I often find myself, it helps to get outside into nature, get away from other people and then meditate and connect my intuition. Mm
0: -hmm. What do you do in your own business? Like any secret health habits or like routines that really keep you grounded and in touch with your intuition?
1: I mean, I think everyone is different. I would ask your own intuition, what will it take for me to be more in contact with my own intuition and see what comes to you? For me personally, I find walking every day, getting out in nature. If I'm feeling overwhelmed from social situations, just get away from other people. If there are people who are energy vampires in my life or in my business, removing them from my life or business, you know, spring clean your Facebook friends would be a small example of that. Mm -hmm. If there are people you find drain your energy when you read their stuff, just remove them as friends. They won't know that you remove them. You will know, though, because you will feel better.
0: Or if Facebook drains your energy.
1: (laughs) Or just remove Facebook. Yes. So um, I also do yoga and I meditate And I listen to my body. My body often will tell me if there's something I need to be doing differently. Mm -hmm. So I try not to have rigid rules. It's more like go with the flow, listen to what my body or spirit is telling me uh, in the moment, because what I may need today may be different from what I need yesterday.
0: Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you feel really needs to be shared with this audience about intuition?
1: Trust your intuition. What would it take for you to trust your intuition twice as much as you do already? I know you use your intuition in your work. You could use it more in your work, more in your business. So the more you trust it, the more results you will get. And related to trusting it, maybe keep a journal of decisions you've made, however you made the decisions, and then come back to it in future months and see how did things work out, which things worked, which things didn't. And that can help give you more confidence in your ability. But I encourage you to trust yourself. So many of us have self-doubt educated into us in schools and through parenting. And if the more you can delete that self-doubt and trust your own inner knowing, the more successful you can be and the more inspirational you can be to your clients.
0: I love that idea of an intuition journal, because I think it's providing, especially for those of us that get stuck in our heads, it really provides the proof that, look, I used my intuition here and it did work. And you, it helps you build that trust.
1: Well, I think one of the problems we have in our society is we treat our minds and our heads as the ones in charge. And the the intuition is just hanging around, like, you know, occasionally to be checked in with. Mm. Let's switch that around. Our spirit, we are spiritual beings with a body having a human experience. And the mind is there as a tool to be used. Logic and rationality is there as a tool. They're not here to run the show.
0: Awesome. This has been so great talking to you. Can you tell us what you're working on that you're excited about right now and how people can get in touch with you?
1: So, my name is Michael Smith. My website is intuitivebusinessgrowth.com. And I'm working on a book that's going to be released in January next year. And I'd love people to connect with me through that website. And we have a Facebook group for people interested in this topic. So, you can find that on the book page of the website.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Michael.
1: Thank you, Amanda.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. As always, you can get all of the show notes and everything we talk about back on the website, which is at wellpreneuronline.com. So have a fantastic week, Wellpreneurs, And happy Halloween if you're listening to this this week. I hope you have lots of fun costumes planned. I look forward to seeing all of your Halloween costume pictures on Instagram. And uh, I will see you back here next week in the next episode.